It's time for New Zealand Sporting History and today's topic is probably a bit more recent than what we'd usually discuss, but we're all excited about it in the office. Uh, so we've decided to do it. February 2023, the English cricket team visits New Zealand for a two-match test series. The first match is played at Mount Maunganui and England win quite comfortably. And that win made what happened in the second match all the more surprising because later that month at the Basin Reserve in Wellington, the Black Caps pulled off a single-run victory. Here's how it happened. Two needed here for England. One of the closest finishes in Test history and only the fourth time a team had won after being asked to follow on. If you don't know what that means, we'll explain it for you a little later in the conversation. With me now to reflect on this historic man... Uh, <laughs> with me now to reflect on this historic win is a historic man, Black Cap Neil Wagner. Hi, Neil. Good, Jesse. How are you going? Good. Thanks for your time today. Uh, you no get worries. Bit, thank you. Get a bit goosebumpy uh, hearing that again? Uh, yeah, the audio was a little bit scratchy. I couldn't actually, uh, yeah, it sort of went quite silent. I actually thought I lost you there for a second. Um, oh, okay. And then, and then heard your voice come up. But yeah, no, obviously real familiar with the, with the occasion and, and what happened. And, um, yeah, just a pretty, pretty special day. And, and, uh, yeah, I guess pretty lucky to be a part of a, a small piece of, uh, a pretty, pretty large puzzle, um, of, uh, everybody that contributed in a, in a pretty special day in New Zealand cricket history. Tell me about the first test, Neil. Yeah, um, not great. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it was just one of those, I guess, uh, freaky sort of days. We knew um, with the whole way England uh, play now, which is pretty well documented with the whole Bears ball and, and Brendan's sort of influence of them, um, they came out quite hard and, and ball seemed to have flying all over over Mount Maunganui. Um, it's Bay Oval and, and just sort of, I guess, kept going to the boundary somehow. It sort of felt like um, playing quite a long T20 game. Uh, yeah, yeah, going in. <laughs> <laughs> 19 runs and over in the test match is definitely a first for me and, and it was quite hard but um, I remember looking at you know Kane and, and, and Tim uh, obviously captain um, and said gosh when are we uh, going to stop the bleeding and we sort of just felt like something was going to happen because it kept creating chances and they kept the I guess balls sort of skying in the air falling and sort of no man's land and you sort of you know kept hoping that one was going to go to hand and, and then you could control I guess the, the run rate from there and I keep taking wickets I guess then uh, no matter how quickly they score, if we can get them out, sort of, I guess, relatively quickly, um, we get ourselves in with a shot, and uh, it just never happened. It just kept going and kept going um, and creeping away from us, and then I guess we sort of try try to chase the game a little bit to try and bat um, as soon as we can uh, before the lights sort of kicked in, and and batting on the, uh, I guess, in the dark uh, with a ping ball test is quite challenging, and and <laughs> everything just unfolded quite nicely for them, and. We obviously end up batting on the lights, which is the toughest time in a ping ball test to to bat with the ball moving around, and and of course it did. So um, yeah, found ourselves obviously chasing chasing a little bit from behind, and um, they played quite a positive brand, which got us in trouble. And yeah, moving on to to the base in Wellington when we won the toss on a green top, we thought, okay, here we go. This is where you know the wheels of change come in, and I guess go our way. And um, yeah, soon to uh, yeah be surprised again by the way they played and played exceptionally well with that positive brand and coming quite hard and yeah. sort of knocked us 
Well, let me, let me just jump in, Neil, but let me jump in yeah. on that first test because I'm interested in how the team is feeling and your feeling as well after that loss. I'm just looking at the stats here. It's not too bad for you. I think you took six wickets in that test, four wickets in the first innings, but, but you went for a few. How was the kind of the morale and the, and the self-belief? I guess we knew, you know, you sort of um, got to cut, bark it up and, and look at the positives and look at where we got to improve, I guess, in, in a way and, and, and not to sort of read too much into it. I, we knew that they got away on us a little bit, but they also had, you know, rode that luck, I guess, piece and, and did really well. They played exceptionally well, to be honest, to to be able to hit it like that and, and be aggressive and, and not lose your wicket. Um you know, shows a, I guess, a, a bit of skill around that as well. Um, but we couldn't be too disheartened. We knew we we got on the wrong end of, of batting on the lights, and when we did bat in in, in the day period, um, we did make them work really hard. Yeah, I guess for the wickets and guys started getting partnerships. So I guess we felt, um, yeah, obviously disappointed and hurt, but I, I, I guess not too disheartened knowing that there was a test match left still, and, and that we've got a job to do at hand in Wellington. Yeah, and how about you personally in your own performance and and kind of um, you know state of mind heading into that second test? Yeah, obviously not ideal. Um, you know, taking some tap like yeah, you said I took a couple of wickets and it's quite nice and, and pleasing that front, but you, you sort of feel like you let the team down a little bit, and um, yeah, you wish uh, things unfold a little bit differently. Even if I didn't take a wicket, I would rather take none for. Um, and, and actually walk away with a win or actually, you know, contribute in a different sort of way than, yeah. than what it unfolded on, on that test match. But, yeah, there was a lot talked about in the media um, and those sort of things. I was quite fortunate and lucky that in Wellington I had my family with me, which is a good distraction, especially with two young kids, um, a three-year-old and one-year-old. They keep you busy, so there's no time to to worry about what, um, <laughs> I guess, the media. And Probably a good thing sometimes, eh, to go home and to immediately be busy and, and um, yeah, the kids don't want to talk about the game. But even to go before before that test, and, and sorry to ling, linger on this, but but I know that because had you been dropped from the Black Caps eleven a little earlier than that as well? Yeah, I was in England. I think I was dropped uh, for the first two tests, um, and then played the third test, and I started really well on on the first day and felt really confident. And then a similar sort of thing, they came quite hard and and, and knocked us all off the park. And and in a I guess a test series where it was a bit of a seesaw battle, we could have won easily won all three of those test matches and we just got on the wrong side of them. Um, we sort of, you know, all all three results were were possible, but then it sort of looked like it was definitely either we're going to win or win or lose and, and they got on the right end of it um, quite quickly too. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, there was a a bit of, a, I guess, a, a frustration that sort of crept in of, of feeling that, you know, um, uh, you got dropped and, and didn't get, I guess, the the nod in the, in the first two tests, um, and then finally getting the opportunity and, and not seeing us over the line. Um, and that last test was obviously real frustrating. And then you go away over the winter trying to work hard at your game to to be ready for for the summer ahead. Um, and then, yeah, obviously um, uh, that test happened, and, and there was a bit of talk, obviously, I guess, uh, around that um, after that test match and. Um, you sort of got to park it up. Like I said, it was quite quite nice having my family around. It's a good distraction. Um, they don't care if you're playing playing badly or, or playing well. Um, they just smile and pretty happy to see you when you come back to the hotel. Yeah, and you're you're 36 years old, and it's quite easy, I suppose, for people to um, to spend that yarn or maybe he's had his day, whatever. I'm sort of milking this a wee bit, Neil, because we're about to get to the part where you have a stunner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so we shall... uh, I mean... <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> 
I'm someone who, who don't really like to talk to you know too much about myself or personal sort of I guess achievements. So that's why I sort of try and palm and brush it off a little bit. Um, like I said earlier, I guess in this piece, I'm just sort of a small part of a puzzle um, no, right, and yeah. a pretty large puzzle of everyone. So you get to the basin reserve and uh oh, things looking familiar again, right? England going uh, in that first innings and they they actually declare, which is probably. A, Reasonably rare to declare in the first innings, wouldn't it? To get to 435 and say that's enough for us, let's bring New Zealand in and see how they do? Yeah, I guess, um, again, uh, we've lost a lot of tosses at the basin and, and end up batting first and, and being able to do, I guess, a similar thing against the opposition. Probably not as as fast a rate or as quick as what they scored. It's just the nature of how they play currently and and how they you know go about their business but uh, we've lost a lot of tosses at the basin and it's a pretty hard place to when it's that green uh, for a captain to go and and say yeah we're going to we're going to bat first um and if you do get rolled then all questions will be asked cuz it's, it's pretty green but at times it actually can play a lot better um than expected and especially with the overheads but um there was enough movement enough sea movement for us um they just came particularly hard and Again, yeah, we found ourselves uh, back to where we were in Mount Monganui, sort of chasing it a little bit and, um, yeah, trying to find a way of, I guess, sort of stop the bleeding. But in the same sense, you thought if you keep taking wickets, even if they get to, you know, 250, 300 runs quite quickly when we bowl them out, um, the game's advanced, but it sort of gives us that time, I guess, to to adapt to it. And I think with them declaring, they try to to see that, you know, they knew conditions can change quite quickly at the basin. Mm-hmm. It, it tends to get quite flat. I thought they might just try and give themselves the best opportunity to bowl when it's still green um, and when the ball is still moving around, especially that night time when you've had a day in the field chasing chasing lever around a little bit. Um, there's some weary legs, so they thought they could snuck in a couple of quick wickets and, and obviously um, put us under pressure, which uh, which they did. Which is what happened, yeah. Um, so 435 for England in the first innings... New Zealand all out for 209. You were not out, I should say, by the way. You did your part, Neil. <laughs> and, and, then, and then you follow on, and this is a bit of a something kind of, uh, if you don't know cricket, following on might be a bit confusing, but um, basically if you don't score enough in your first innings, the other team can say, hey, go out there to bat again. Um, and so the sort of the usual order of things, England, New Zealand, England, New Zealand is um, is upended, and it goes England, New Zealand, New Zealand, and and they would have hoped that they might roll you quite quickly and not even have to bat again. But things started going a wee bit differently. What did you guys do in the second innings, second bat that you didn't do in the first? Well, um, you mentioned it there. I was batting last and and sort of didn't get out um i was actually charging off the field um thinking i'm gonna have to get my bowling boots on here quite quickly and and we're gonna go out into the field um that's what i expected i, I thought they'll bat again and, and try and score at the rate they did and, and the mm. way they played and and come quite hard and then give themselves all the time in the world to i guess bowl us out and, and defend that sort of target which is hard to chase in in a, in a way um but yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of people will remember around that time um, was obviously the floods and, and we, there was a lot of storms and a lot of rain around um, and the basin is, is notorious for being extremely heavy ground. Um, 
and and bowlers know. Um, I mean, it's it's well documented too that there's there's a limo um, right afterwards. And uh, Vic, when you win a test match for the bowlers, it's it's a very tough place to take to take twenty wickets and to win a test match. Um, just because of the conditions and and the wind in there, and the wind was blowing quite tough that day. So uh, I was running off the field expecting we're going to bowl again because they spent a day in the park. It's a, a heavy outfield, so bowlers will be tired and their legs will be quite sore. And I mean, Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad is also on the older side, so I thought they'll be pretty stiff um, as well. And 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 with that wind and the weather that's been around, it will be quite tough. So charging off the field, um, they called me back and said you guys are batting. Um, I was sort of quite surprised. I said, what? Um, they said, yeah, you guys are batting. I asked Joe Root, are you muling me? Um, are you having a laugh? And he sort of looked at me thinking, am I joking? And I said, mate, that's glorious. That's the best news ever. I can go sit and have my feet up and, and watch us actually go and bat again because uh, you guys got to do that all over again um, on a heavy outfield and into pretty stiff breeze and it's meant to be windy next day. So, I just looked at him and said, good luck. Um, so a little bit cocky. Um, I didn't mean it in that way at all, to be mm-hmm. fair. Um, it was just the, I, I thought that's the best way for us to actually get back into the game. I thought it's the best way for us to to go bat then in conditions, which is then the best time I personally feel in the base and reserve to, to go and bat. Um, so, yeah, um, going in the second innings, um, obviously we have to go and do that job, um, not just thinking it's a given. Um I just thought I thought quite uh, positively about it that I thought this is the best way for us to to win this test match and sort of mentioned it in the ch- changing room as I walked in and um, yeah then obviously a lot of hard work um, goes with that and that's where the other guys um, stepped up hugely and uh, like I said I mean they still bowl really well um, uh, and and it was very challenging and, and the way Devin Conway and Tom Latham started and then. Everybody else who chipped in uh, throughout the whole lineup and the way Kane batted, um, it's just typical uh, testament of, of the bloke he is and, and the class player he is to, in that sort of, I guess, extreme pressure situation to, to come out and play the knock he did um, was just uh, extraordinary. So yeah. it just got us into that position. And, and may I say, Tim Salvi, the innings he played was probably one of the best innings he's played in, in his <laughs> whole career. And we all, yeah, we all gave him a bit of stick for it and said, um, Gosh, can you bet like that every time, please? Because um, it was a huge, important innings for us. Um, now, if you've just tuned in, I'm talking to Neil Wagner about the big test win over England earlier in the year. Uh, funny you mentioned Tim Southey. That I'm, I've got the scoreboard here. It says he got two runs off nine balls. So w- what was the... Oh, no, that, that was in the first innings because that got us that little bit closer. That uh, I guess Oh, 73. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. So in the first innings, just got us a little bit closer because if he if he didn't bat the way he did, then yeah, I think. Um, oh man, know, I, get, I've totally forgotten about that part of it. Yeah, yeah, uh, getting us yeah getting us put in uh, without those sort of runs, I guess in the tail end. Totally, um, yeah. Then makes it a lot harder work, I guess, for those guys um, setting it up. And like I said, the way Kane and and the guys went about their business, and and everybody sort of chipped in um, down the order, and we would have liked to get a couple more runs. Um, than what we got, but we ultimately knew that um, they'll be pretty tired after spending a lot of time in the field, which is a, a pretty heavy outfield in, in the wind. And um, yeah, we've got a we've got a score on the on the board, I guess, that we can defend and and try and give it our all, uh, I guess. And there was still enough in the wicket for us to, to try and, and do that. Yeah, you scored more in your second innings than they did in their first innings, and suddenly <laughs> the game is starting to look a bit different. I remember talking about it on air here, um, saying, "Hey." You know, there's a there's a chance we could do this. Um, 
And you sound like quite a positive person, Neil. I was going to ask you when you sort of started believing, but I bet that you never gave up belief. No, I didn't really. But yeah, I was sort of got told by a few of the guys and Tim, including um, in the change room to sort of settle down because I sort of got quite animated and excited when we in the change room and it was quite for quite a few long hours, to be honest, Um Sitting in the change room, I didn't want to move my seat. Um, I'm not superstitious at all, but I just uh, just did not want to move my seat at all. Um, watching the guys bat and uh, yeah, seeing them get through pretty tough periods and the ball sort of going around all over the place. Um, when we scored a, a boundary and got a couple of runs, I sort of got a little bit excited and I said, <laughs> gosh, we, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. We get runs on the board, yeah, we're winning this test match. And I think Tim said to me, just settle down. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's... Um, something that I, I quite firmly believe the whole time and I sort of felt like you know that, that's just me in a nutshell and, and the person I am and hopefully that rubs off uh, on the guys around me in the change room and, and and they get that sense and that feeling and that belief too and then you know you can go somewhere else there's no point in going out there with I guess your tail in your legs and, and giving up and, and throwing the towel and you sort of got to you know find a way and, and keep believing and um yeah everybody surely surely did um yeah. I just yeah get it a little bit ahead of myself sometimes um <laughs> and, and, and in terms of um, batting, again, you played your part, Neil. You didn't get out, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. No. I didn't score a run, though. But, um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, like to be with the bat a little bit more. But, um, yeah, Tom <laughs> Blundell thought um, he'll take on the wind at the basin and uh, and got out, holding out, trying to do so. But, yeah, okay. fair enough. We tried to give everyone we could. All out for 483. So uh, England's came in needing, I think, 258 for the victory, and and that's not a not an easy score fourth innings at the basin, right? Um, yeah, I guess they were favourites. Um, I'd say, I mean, at the basin reserve, like I, I earlier mentioned, it's it's a pretty tough place to to take wickets, and and I guess it's all weather depending. But um, yeah, it's not easy, especially in the last innings. There's been a lot of test matches where it's been extremely yeah. hard to. The bowl team's out, and, and there's been a lot of, I guess, scores chased down too. But runs on the board is is important, and uh, we can only control what we can, and that's to you know keep fighting, I guess, and, and find a way of, of putting pressure back on them. And we knew with the, I guess, the nature of how they play and, and being aggressive, um, that is going to create chances. And we just knew if we we stuck in there, like we did in the mount, um, and although it didn't go our way uh, at Mount Wanganui, we knew somewhere we'd do a bit of luck and, and things will, will unfold our way if we just stick to, I guess, our guns and our processes and, and what's been, I guess, working for us for, for a number of years now that if we, we stuck to it and and, and did it long long enough that, that things will, will somewhere unfold our way, and, and it did. Um, I thought everybody bowled extremely well and um, put pressure back onto England and uh, and we got an extremely good and important run out um, after we took a, a wicket in the morning session or a couple of wickets in the session um, we had an extremely important piece of uh, I guess fielding from Michael Bracewell with a, a good run up that got a, I guess a danger man who was in form and pretty hot form for them out which uh, I guess started laying that platform for us nicely You were the hero of that second innings though and that first innings you'd been hit around a bit you came out you must have had fire in your belly I think yeah I mean obviously um, I sort of thought you know the guys with the bat have done an extremely good job to get us back into the situation and you see I mean after how many I guess sessions when um, you know batters have come in I've if they 
you know, lost their wicket and they've come in afterwards and, and the disappointment, but also the hard work they've put in and uh, I guess lunch breaks and, and tea breaks when, you know, Kane and him came in and you could see how tired they were and the, the effort and the work and um, the concentration and dedication has gone into their innings and the work they've done for us to be in that, I guess, position. I sort of felt like we owe it, you know, to those guys and um, that was the sort of thing that kept lifting me up is just that whole, I guess, vision I had in my face that, um, in my mind that, you know, the work that those guys did was was extremely hard. I, I lay, lay down on my back in the change room watching them, um, you know, fight fight for us to, to get us into a, a pretty good position out of a, a really tough situation. Um, yeah, I just firmly kept believing that, you know, if I kept giving them all, um, if we didn't get on the back end of it, I wanted to walk into the change room knowing um, that I was pretty knackered and shattered and I, I gave them all and, and knew that, yeah. hey, it was... It's not meant to be then if it was, but um, yeah, I'm sort of. Gonna do you, do you make, reckon uh, you bowl better when you're hungry like that? Oh yeah, I am, but I'm like that every game. Um, <laughs> to be honest, yes, but it's not always the case where it happens. Um, yeah, sometimes it unfolds and, and happens, and sometimes it goes in, like for instance, in the mount where it just doesn't go your way, um, mm-hmm. and you got you know sort of I guess look forward and um, and yeah, you can't look back and, and focus about the, you know, anything in the past. You sort of got to. I look at the present and look at the moment that's in front of you and, and try and grab that with both hands and, and just do what you can. And, yeah, I was just lucky. It was just one of those days where you get in the zone and you sort of feel things come your way. I sort of kept feeling that whole day that, you know, something was ticking and I, I was feeling quite good and quite confident. And when Tim sort of threw the ball at me and they needed 57 runs to win and he said, I think it's time for you to start <laughs> bowling short and go and get into your niche and... Um, yeah, I sort of just thought, yeah, I want the ball. Just give it to me. I, I really want a, want a piece of this. And, and, and not bad. Off. Successive overs, you get Ben Stokes and Joe Root. That's incredible, eh? How's that feeling? Yeah, it was huge. Um, I knew there was a pretty important partnership and, and Ben Stokes sort of looked like he was sort of struggling with a with a crook knee and with an injury that was sort of haunting him for a while. And, and yeah, I, I think the word was to try and go short at him that we knew he wasn't going to be able to duck or let it go much, so it was going to create that opportunity and that chance again, and, and I, I guess that's a, a chance you'd take again because it could go to the boundary and you could leak runs again, and you're sort of, I guess, chasing your tail again a little bit, but it was just one of those moments where luckily you got the ball in the right area, which is was hard for him to control and, and went to hand, which is um, something that, yeah, was a long-awaited sort of, I guess, wicket through a whole tough mm-hmm. series, and that sort of started things off. And then Joe Root? Yeah, um, Joe. He was, a, he was in the nineties. Yeah, he um, he's a guy I love playing against, and we've had a lot of tough battles. I've had, you know, his number a couple of times, but he's also had the wood on me <laughs> a fair bit in his career too. We um, he's got the top end of me too, so it's been a, a pretty cool, I guess, sort of battle against Joe for a number of years now. I think ten odd years that that we've played against each other, and um, yeah, it's been pretty cool. Um, to try, I guess, on the getting the top side of of him and, and seeing the back of him, and yeah, it was just sort of felt like you know he was going to sort of take the uh, the game on and, and try and see if he can do it quite quickly and uh, and take the pressure off the the next guys who's got to come in. Um, and yeah, just one ball that sort of seemed to have zipped a little bit more and sort of rushed him. And yeah, pretty good catch from Michael Bracewell. And at that stage, I sort of you know really knew that this could be. This could be our day. Um, yeah, you're all amongst it, by the way. I mean, you got four wickets in that innings, but you took a couple of catches as well. That must have been good fun. Yeah, it was. Um, I think that, like I said, I mean, at that stage, I thought, okay, gosh, we've got, we've got this, we've got the game. Um, 
Finally, you know, we sort of draw, you, you know, I guess um, pulling it back our way and back our end. And then, uh, yeah, a couple of partnerships again started um, unfolding. And, you know, Ben Folks played a phenomenal innings and in the way he played against us and how he let balls go and sort of wear them on the body. And then played a couple of really um, good, I guess, calculated pull shots of me that went for four and, um you know, put the pressure back onto me and sort of the seesaw battle, which was pretty um, tiring and, and, and kept sort of, yeah, um, kept you on the edge of your seat. I guess it was uh, just something where you sort of felt like, okay, this is it, you've got it. Then the little partnership snuck away and I thought, oh gosh, here we go again. Um, and then, yeah, with Matt Henry and Tim Sowie, how they bowled too, just um, fortunate to be down in, at fine leg and, and third man um, for two catches to come our way. And um, yeah, it was just pretty nice to, to contribute and, uh, I guess be in the right place and right time and and then find a way to to finally you know get that relief of what's been a tough few weeks obviously um then all of a sudden things started going your way and, and you're amongst it any difference going into that final over any difference in the way you are feeling um or are you just get the ball in the right place you only there's only two balls in that uh, two balls in that last over um are you are you feeling the pressure of the nation watching? Yeah, no, I, I was pretty calm throughout the whole day, and I felt pretty much in control, and felt you know, I, I guess in control of my emotions and in control of what I wanted to do, and the ball was going where I wanted it to. Um, so I felt pretty good until Jimmy Anderson hit that four through Kane's legs, and they needed two runs to win, and that's where I started going, "Gosh, this is just not meant to be," and you start sort of doubting yourself or you know wondering what have you done and um yeah it's sort of that's where you know, Tim Selby bowled the next over and bowled the whole maiden and it felt like the longest over ever um mm. watching it from the other end and knowing there's two runs only and the ball comes back your end and yeah I, there was a million things going through my mind at that stage of where to bowl and what to do and what sort of field to set um but just sort of try to calm myself down and that's where it's pretty good you know you sort of it helps having played for a number of years now and having experience under the belt of, um, I guess, various situations and being able to go to someone uh, like Kane that's next to you and actually have a conversation and talk about things and, and what, what we think and what we need. Um, Neil, I've got too excited and we're out of time. Um, best test you've played? Favourite test? Favourite win? Yeah, the World Test Championship, I think, will be the oh, number yeah, one course. test. Yeah, um, yeah. That, we'll we'll that get you back to talk about that at some point, but yeah. This is closely followed by that, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Final ball, we've got 30 seconds. What's your immediate feeling after taking that wicket? Well, the the ball before that was quite high, and I knew I can't go any higher than that because I'll get wider. Um, so I just knew I wanted to try and wrap him on the gloves, and um, I was lucky to caught the face of the bat and go through to Tom Blundell, and oh, it was a huge sense of relief. Uh, it was a amazing feeling um and and like i said just a nice way to to contribute and and a small piece of uh, a big puzzle it's um love it thank you so much